This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Andy, you were just teasing before we took the break about going on the pregame show with KJ and Dondero filling in for Mutt tonight here on WEI and addressing the idea of Mac Jones, his future, and how he could turn a positive out of the many negatives that have been his 2022 season. Please continue. Or should he even want to turn it into a positive down the stretch? And there's this interesting um, theory, fear-based theory out there for some fans that if Mac Jones, who has certainly played better over the last month, Mm-hmm. were to continue to trend upward over the end of the season to the point where maybe you're even feeling really good about Mac at the end of the year. Some of us would see that as a positive. Mm-hmm. Some have fears that that would embolden Bill Belichick to want to keep Matt Patricia as the play caller and may oh. give him reason to defend such a decision. And I don't really believe that. I, I've told you this already. I think that Matt Patricia will be reassigned within the staff mm-hmm. um, this offseason. But it's an interesting theory, and I wonder if Mac has even thought about that. Like, Mac's going to do his best, obviously. He's an, a competitor, vicious competitor, emotional, the whole thing. But in a weird way, if he plays better over the second half of the season and in the final month of the season, is he validating Matt Patricia? Oh, it just took them some time to to work the kinks out and to get the system changed and get on the same page, could he be validating the guy that seems to so frustrate him? That's an interesting way, a very New England, if you will, a very Boston Boston sports media way to look at the remainder of Mac Jones' 2022 campaign, his sophomore season in the NFL. Would it benefit him to turn things around grasp the offense or just say blanket I'm going to do it myself and you know wave off Matt Patricia and just decide to call his own plays you know go rogue when he wants to throw it downfield when he wants to hurry up whatever tempo etc or would it uh, may or maybe he finally grasps the system and Patricia develops a little bit more of a feel for it or would it be better if it's just an abject disaster and a flaming car wreck and then Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, Bill Belichick at all are left with no choice but to have to relieve Matt Patricia of his play calling duties. Hmm. Is there any way I could get both? Could I possibly see Mac Jones progress after having regressed so much earlier this season? But then the Patriots realize um, on the whole that Matt Patricia obviously is not the guy. I see what you're saying, Andy, and I have an equal fear. But they just possibly can't can't. There's no way anyone can say like, yeah, no, this is this is the right guy. He just needed a year to learn on the fly. Well, what if they win the next four games and they win a shootout with Tua? They win a shootout with Burrow. They win a shootout with Allen. We can't just possibly saying. hope the Patriots lose out just so we can just so the organization will rid itself of Matt Patricia as play caller. Can we? 
Well, no. I, you know, from your perspective, I think what you have to root for is a little bit like some of the games we've been seeing mm-hmm. where the offense isn't very good, the offense still has trouble on third down and in the red zone and can't make plays and all the – but somehow you sneak out a win. He has a turnover on defense. There's a punt return for Marcus Jones, mm-hmm. and you steal a couple games. I think that's that's the best-case scenario from that perspective is try to win games any way you can – but the offense still stinks, and it's obvious that the offense is not of an NFL caliber. Hanging around long enough to take advantage of, and this is very Bill Belichick, very Patriots football, hanging around long enough to take advantage of the other team when they do make their mistakes, and they will give you a couple throughout the course of the game. It's worked not so far. making as many mistakes as they make, therefore allowing yourself a shot at, uh, if not the chance to win the game. I see. I see what you're saying. I just can't imagine that they look at Matt Patricia at the end of the season when you've just got everyone under the sun, you know, and maybe it's a lot of the same people saying the same things over and over again. But when the entire world has realized that this is just not a contemporary caliber of professional football offense and that they I mean, what what if what if ownership comes, you know, and now now we get to the big topic from last week that was swirling around sports radio, sports radio and media and beyond. You know, um, was Bill Belichick coaching for his job tonight? That was the silliest thing I think I'd ever heard. And I've heard a lot of silly things, Andy. Are we really to believe like he was going to be fired tomorrow? No, I think what it was was the the levy of frustration. The dam would have broken had he gone out there tonight and not been able to get a win against the Cardinals. Not one in convincing fashion. And I still don't think, I mean, this was convincing, but it was hardly... I no, mean, this Kyler was Murray not went out in the first three plays. Yeah, this was not convincing at all. No. They they were in a dogfight in the second half, and then the other team gave you the game. Mm-hmm. This was not convincing in any form or fashion. I just... No, the Patriots they, didn't uh, dominate or assert their will whatsoever. I mean, defensively, I guess you can say the pass rush got after it pretty good. Oh, yeah. Uchi and Judon took over in the fourth quarter when that patchwork offensive line right. of theirs, which made the Patriots' offensive line look positively dominant at times, but, uh, just broke apart. But to, I just, it's hard for me to even say, you know, Belichick's on the hot seat. Never mind that one game. After all of this, everything that's happened, the good, the bad, the Tom Brady going, the Super Bowls, everything, it came down to a, a Monday night game in Arizona. Like, I just, it feels a bit much. I don't, I don't really, I, I don't really know how to, feels like too much time on people's hands, too much thinking and overanalyzing and, and I'm. I'm a believer that if this season falls apart, serious conversations have to be had. Tough conversations have to be had between Robert mm-hmm. Kraft and Bill Belichick. But not simply because of whatever happened at at Arizona on a Monday night in December. That, that That's a bit much. Uh, our pal Andrew Callahan at the Boston Herald said he had heard practices were crisp and sharp, maybe the sharpest mm-hmm. of the season. Did that translate on the field tonight? Nope. It absolutely did not translate in any form or fashion. And that was not exactly a world beater of a defense. That was not the 85 Bears nor the 2000 Ravens. Oh, they stink. They are good at the line of scrimmage, but that's the worst red zone defense in the NFL and the worst team against tight ends. And obviously you saw Hunter Henry break free and catch a couple big ends tonight as well. But that's the team you're supposed to get right against tonight, running in the red zone, passing in the red zone. And the Patriots actually were able to score some red zone touchdowns tonight, for God's sakes. Yeah, they went 50-50, which for them is... Is better than the alternative. That's flat out spectacular. Zero for six, so now you're uh, two for ten. Still pretty bad over the uh, the totality of it, and still three of eleven on third down. 
which is bad. Um, so they they didn't. It, this was not a feel good get right game against a team that was thirty first in points, thirty second in the red zone, twenty eighth in third down, allowed four point six yards per rush on the. I, I guess you took advantage of that. The young guys ran mm-hmm. the ball pretty well. They had what just over a hundred yards or close Let's to a hundred yards. See these ninety six between the two. Pierre Strong five for seventy, a fourteen yard average. He got one touchdown. Kevin Harris. Eight carries for 26 yards, and Mondre only three for eight before he had to exit the game with an ankle injury. Uh, hopefully that ankle injury is not so serious that it prevents him. And, of course, Mac Jones, five carries for negative one yard as well. Um, hopefully that ankle injury does not prevent him from taking the field on Sunday against the Raiders as well. Of course, the, the duo of the kids, which went for a total of 13 for 96, looked pretty good. A couple of big long runs on there, obviously padding those stats. But you're going to need Ramondre Stevenson on Sunday against Josh McDaniels. Just no, you absolutely are going to need him back. So maybe keeping him off the field tonight was as much a preventative as, as it was a need to keep him off the field tonight. Well, you could get Damian Harris back. Uh, I think you, you yes, definitely he was doubtful. need yep. one. He made the trip. He was on the sideline. Right. He did warm up. You definitely need one of the veterans uh, against the Raiders. I would not feel great about going into that game with just, even though they played well and stepped mm-hmm. up to the opportunities that were afforded to them, um, you, you definitely need one of those. And Stevenson didn't look terrible. He did return for one quick, series i don't even couple plays yeah and then he made, left like i'll play yeah i think he reached his arm out for a screen pass and was like yeah this doesn't feel great yeah they had retaped him like over mm-hmm. the cleat and it it just was too much for him whatever um but yeah i would i would not want to go into that game with neither of the veteran running backs healthy and just relying on those two